0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to talk about volunteering. Like volunteering to do things, or volunteering for organizations, or doing something nice. And I think you might be surprised at how this may help your mental health. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff, so stick around.
0: Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright.
1: What is happening, people? This is David Wright. We are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Strap your ass in for the Motor City Hypnotist. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Get ready.
0: No, no, <laughs> don't shut me up. Thanks for that, Jamie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strap your ass in. Oh. Well, thanks for listening, people. Uh, those of you joining us on Facebook Live, oh, my wife is here. Hey, Kendra. Hi, Kendra. Actually, Kendra gave me the idea for today's topic. Did she? Volunteering uh, to help your mental health, yeah.
0: Is she a uh, volunteer? Is she a frequent volunteer? She volunteers
1: for a lot of things Good. that she probably doesn't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can say that. Yeah, she's got a big heart. Yeah, she does. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, what's going on, people? We are here in the podcast, Detroit North Real Studios. Mm-hmm. With me is Matt Fox. You know, um
0: I something I look forward to every week. Uh, sitting down with you yep. and just learning discussing topics you know the the winner of the week yep. always keeps me entertained and absolutely. keeps me happy so thank yeah.
1: you yes oh good yeah. for <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> let me tell you where you can find me folks my website is motorcityhypnotist.com on the website you can find all good stuff including my podcast page my store and uh yeah, all kinds of other good stuff. Uh, so take a look at that. Mm-hmm. You can find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube. Both of those are Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno. And that's H Y P N O, mm-hmm. not H I P N O. Right. Not, not not like I'm really hip. Well wow. it's for hypno. Well, you are pretty fat. P-H-A-T. <laughs> oh, P-H-A-T. Yeah. You have a brain like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm also on Patreon. Patreon is a creator site where uh, people put things on that they create. Mm-hmm. You know, audio, video, yeah, music, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, find me there if you'd like to contribute financially to the show. Very minimal financial contributions, not even a couple of bucks. Uh, but that would help out greatly. And if you want to contribute, that would be fantastic. you can get cool stuff too, like uh, this coffee mug here. There you go. Oh, other oh, other camera. camera. There you go. Where the blue light is. <laughs> yeah, they, unfortunately, Oh yeah, I do see the blue light. I was yeah. going to say. Where, where are the lights? <laughs> oh, I, and I'm wearing my t-shirt today. So you, can, yes, you, you, are. Can, you can get a fancy t-shirt as well. Um, and as usual on every episode and giving away free stuff, the free hypnosis guide is always available. My download, Hypnosis for Confidence MP3, you can grab for free. And uh, you can join my Empower Your Mind for Success Facebook group. That's a private group, but if you just request it, I'll let you in. And we, we, we do a lot of – a lot of it's focused on the podcast and the information that we do here. Uh, but I am working on, as I've I've teased this a few times in the last prior podcast, I'm uh, mm-hmm. working on a full course called Empower Your Mind for Success, ah. which hopefully will be available within the next 30 days, knock on wood. Yes. We'll see. Um, you know, I do have a job and – you know, yes. Other things to to work on, so mm-hmm. so take a look for that. And the most important thing is wherever you're listening to the podcast, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, wherever, uh, just subscribe and leave a review. Yes. That would help me out because it gives me more visibility and helps me to grow the audience. It's everywhere we're fine, podcasts or so. Everywhere fine. <laughs> as, 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 if if there's a platform, we're probably on it. Absolutely. Let's say that. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> so now we have that out of the way. What are we uh, doing? It's time for our winner of the week. Mm-hmm. That's how winning is done. So um, I don't know why. I i always kind of uh, – a lot of these animal stories appeal to me because I'm an animal lover, you know. Hey, Alan's in. Yep. yep. Best part there of his Friday. Best part of his Friday between <laughs> 5 and 6. Thanks, Alan. I appreciate it. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Thanks, man. Alan's probably using my coffee cup right now. <laughs> um, I sent him one. Did uh, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. I don't know if he's drinking coffee or not, but... Coffee makes
0: me a mite nervous when I drink it.
1: Mm -hmm. You are. Mm -hmm. I am. Well, not really, but we'll Ah, say so. It's a brown liquid. Yeah, it is. Yes. So in this story, I'll just start start the story and we'll get into the details. Controlled avalanches are generally set off in order to prevent larger ones from happening. Yes. But it doesn't mean they're not without danger. All right. Jesse Dahlberg was watching as railroad crews used explosives to set off a series of small avalanches near the town of Field in southeastern British Columbia hmm. when he noticed a lone elk directly in the path of the man-made snow tsunami. Okay. Although he hoped the elk might be able to outrun the oncoming peril, the animal was engulfed in a wave of white as the avalanche coursed around it on its way down the mountainside. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know how big the avalanche was going to be, so I was hoping for the best. When I saw it, I thought there's no way that elk is going to survive, Dahlberg told CBC News. Hmm. The wall of snow caught up to the elk so fast and just blasted it. Wow. So enlisting the aid of a friend, Dahlberg decided to drive over to see if there was any chance the elk might have survived. After parking at a spot close to where the elk was felled, they followed a trail of debris uphill, miraculously Dahlberg saw a portion of the animal's face peering out from the snowy prison. (laughs) The elk was also totally immobilized by the weight of the snow in which it was buried. So it's just, he said it's snout and one eye was peeking out. (laughs) I got to breathe. Out of the snow. I got to breathe. And that's number one. Once he realized the elk was alive, he knew they had to act quickly to to get it out. Mm -hmm. Um, um, That. Sorry, my, my printing cut off there. I, I think I think the word may be extricated. I only got X in there, but I'll say that. Extricated, That yes. sounds good. Yeah. He could only hope that none of its limbs had been fractured by the impact of the avalanche. Mm. So he began digging with his hands and sending his friend back to the vehicle for a shovel. Working steadily, it took them 15 minutes to dig the elk's hind legs free. Then with a little prompting, the elk was able to shake its way clear and walk out of the snow drift mm. and was fine. And, and this was in and Dahlberg said I was so happy of course. Um, <laughs> so th- this line, I, okay, bear with me. Yeah, get a groan ready, Matt. Uh-oh. Rather than take flight, the forest denizen stood by calmly, gazing at its rescuers as they left the scene, as if saying <laughs> a silent thank you. To which Dahlberg might have replied, "You're very welk welcome." Oh, for. <laughs> <Ugh>. Okay, groan. <laughs>
0: <gasps> oh, <laughs> Great Odin's raising. So, well, not good on him, that's, you know? That's, that's the way they
1: phrased it. Your welk elkom. Um, yeah, oh, I yeah. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that that part of the story was a little, little crazy, but, uh, you know... <laughs> He have a brain like a chicken, but no. For, uh, for Jesse Dahlberg and his friend, they've rescued this elk mm-hmm. who would have died had they left him buried in an avalanche. Uh, so it's a cool story.
0: And elks are, are the elks.
1: The elk elks, wandered off.
0: Elks don't tend to be small.
1: No, I wouldn't think so. Right. And it, just imagine that that just wiping out an elk. How much snow that would have been? <laughs> yeah. Just bam <laughs> done.
0: Man. Yeah. Thanks. Crazy. For sure. yeah. yeah. Boy. That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast.
1: <laughs> it sure did. Yep. So to Jesse Dahlberg, our winner of the week.
0: That's how winning is done. All right, I have to share with you. Yes. Um, real quick. I was out West on a ski trip mm-hmm. and we were in Utah. We were staying at snowbird and we had access to Alta next door, yeah. but we're at breakfast. And this is one of my first experiences with, um, controlled avalanches Oh, okay. and we're sitting there in breakfast and all of a sudden you hear a big boom go off. And my stepfather, he looked at me, he's like, oh, they're just, you know, making snowfall with the avalanches. I'm like, they're, what? What am I doing here?
1: (laughs) Like, what? Is it going to bury the lodge? I'm just kind of looking around going, uh,
0: what's going on?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would be kind of freaky if you didn't know it was coming. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be pretty wild. (laughs) So today, folks, we're going to talk about the the mental health benefits of volunteering. Um. My wife and I—we we're, were just driving this morning. She she had to drive me into work, and then she she was doing some stuff. Um, so so she goes, oh, we should talk about volunteering because that that's a nice thing for people to do. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that that's a good idea. So I'm I'm giving her. Um, <laughs> 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 I just saw Jamie's comments. Oh yeah. different ski trip, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's definitely uh having a few cocktails himself. Jamie, Jamie's on
1: uh, Jamie's just in the background. <laughs> oh, like this in the background. What
0: the fuck is it with you? Uh all he said all I can see is Drew Carey writing an oak. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been drinking. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah,
1: absolutely. Thanks for that, Jamie. Yes. Good good one, Jamie. Um, uh, so, yeah, right. we're talking about volunteering. Um, and how it can help you. Now I, I, I was doing research on this earlier and a lot of this comes from HelpGuide.org, but they have a lot of great articles on, on not, I'm not saying obscure things, but things you really wouldn't think about. Hmm. So volunteering and, and what we're going to talk about is like the surprising benefits. I mean, people know volunteering is good. You know, it's kind of a nice thing to do. Hmm. Um, a lot of people do it for different things. Hmm. um, but you'd be surprised that that it can actually help you. It, it helps you in your mental health. So there are a couple things it can do for you. One, you can make friends. You meet people if you're volunteering. Yes. And typically, if you're volunteering in something that you enjoy, like an animal shelter, you're going to find other people mm-hmm. who enjoy the same thing. Absolutely. So you already have this common bond mm-hmm. before you even start. Uh, you can learn new skills. You know. Yeah. Maybe you've never. I don't know. Maybe you've ne- never groomed a dog before right. or, or, or something, something silly, you know,
0: <laughs> or scooped out a uh, horse pen. Or, yeah, uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
1: Shoveled, shovel crap out of a stable.
0: <laughs> it's quite pungent. Yeah. It stings the nostrils. It right? yep, sure does. <laughs> uh,
1: it can help you um, advance your career. I mean, you make contacts with people, especially mm-hmm. volunteers. They may have connections. It, it just it opens up this whole avenue of possibilities. Um And it makes you feel happier and healthier because you feel like you're doing something good and something you enjoy. So, so there's there's all kinds of ways, and and so so the question is, I, I mean, and I don't want to make make this sound basic or condescending at all, but but wh- I mean, why should why should people volunteer? I mean, we all have busy lives, we all have things to do, we all have jobs. Right.
0: But you're not working twenty four seven.
1: No, you're not working. But but typically, you have a job, and then you have to then you have a family. Well, I'm saying a lot. well, you have a family, yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. deal with, you know, <laughs> you, know? you got to. Go. I
0: ain't listening to you no more.
1: (laughs) Gotta go deal with them. Um, I mean, you typically typically have other things you have to get done, as far as you know, work around the house and things like that. Um, So, so the the long story short here is that it's probably it's probably hard to find time. Where people think, oh well, you know, I don't really have time to do that. And I've said this a million times over the year. If something is important to you, you find time to do it. volunteering
0: is the new grocery store place to meet, meet your mate. mate. That is not a bar <laughs> hashtag met my wife in a bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jamie's out of role. Yes, he is. Yes. yes that's is. awesome.
0: But you know, in all honesty, there have been a number of opportunities that I've had to volunteer. Yeah.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it
0: be for a coat drive or raising money for a family with a young lady who uh, was, had a lot of health issues, right? Yep. Having that opportunity to volunteer and help raise money for a family at the same time, such you know, it, it, I still talk about it to this day. Yeah. And we're going back five, four or five years, mm-hmm. right? So yep. it, it sticks with you. It stays with you for a very long time. And mentally right. for me, it really helps me realize I'm doing good. Yes. Right.
1: Yeah. And and it feels good. Mm-hmm. Now I know, and, I, and I'll bring up, it, it, some some people like I I've, I've worked in in doing therapy for th- almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. So I do get a lot of clients who unfortunately are court ordered for whatever reason, you know. Mm-hmm. They got in trouble, you know, and and a lot of times they will they have to do community service. Now, sometimes they're able to to volunteer. So so I did have a client many years ago who his his um uh I guess I would be probation officer allowed him to foster a dog as part of his community service. Really? Yeah. Which I thought that's fantastic. It gives him a sense of responsibility, yes, a sense of responsibility, something he can take care of. It gives a dog a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a, it was a great arrangement. And, um, so, so, so there are things in, in that situation, let's say he was forced into it. He had to do something, but it also, like you said, it, it made him feel good doing it. And it wasn't like a punishment per se. Ah. Right. Which, which is also a plus.
0: And it feels like that if your probation officer is making you do something community mm-hmm. service well, wise, it feels like punishment.
1: Well, sure. And and I mean, would you rather foster a dog or pick garbage up along the highway? Well, take
0: the dog with me while I'm picking
1: <laughs> trash <laughs> up on the, on the highway. <laughs> uh, so, so giving to others can help you with your own mental and physical health. Um, it, it's shown it can reduce stress. It can combat depression. It keeps you mentally stimulated and it provides you a sense of purpose. Now we've talked about purpose on the show before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people just kind of drift along in life without kind of really taking control or knowing what they want. Mm-hmm. So so volunteering could give you a, a a purpose and I'm not saying that that you know work and family are not your purpose because they could be but but even to do other things that are just going to make you feel good and say hey this this just makes me feel better emotionally mentally physically
0: give you a uh... A sense of being, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, all right, yeah. So, yeah, a, a giving even in simple ways can help those in need and improve your health and happiness, which makes you feel good. Mm. So, let me give you the four, and and we we hit these briefly uh, in the introduction. But let me give you the four benefits of volunteering. One, it connects you to others. Mm. Now, I you know a lot of people may not want that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people would would might rather be. I don't know, isolated or alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there are people like that, but, mm-hmm. but we do have, we need to have connection to other people.
0: Volunteering is not the um, same as um
1: giving. As it is as mon- not.
0: As far as monetarily.
1: Correct. Right? Correct. And, and, and I'm not knocking that people mm-hmm. give people, a lot of people give financially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a great thing too, but volunteering, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're actually doing something. And, and again, the one is you're connecting to other people, mm-hmm. which as I mentioned earlier, it, you already have something in common, if you're, if you're volunteering at a food bank, you probably have the desire to help people. If right. you're volunteering at the pet shelter, you love animals. Um, number two, volunteering is good for your mind and body. As we briefly mentioned, it just keeps you stimulated. It, it keeps you busy or moving. Mm-hmm. It helps you to do something. Um, we also mentioned it can advance your career. Mm-hmm. I, I, and a lot of people on resumes, they'll look for volunteer volunteer part. work mm-hmm. like what do you do in your free time when you're not forced to do something because <laughs> right. you can look at your job history those are jobs that, mm-hmm. that's something you had to do to get paid that's your experience what do you do to help right in the your community. free time yeah, yeah community, community. Yeah. yep and volunteering brings fun and fulfillment to your life it it it's especially i i was i i, I tend to lean towards animals because i'm i just like animals yeah most animals <laughs> You I mean, like Elks? I've never owned a cat. I do like elks, yeah. as long as they're not charging me. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> a small
1: elk, man. <gasps> oh, <laughs> great, Odin's raven. <laughs> yeah, I'd be running, yeah, uh, and probably as fast as I could, which would not be very fast. But you have a puppy. I do. Yeah. I do have a puppy. Yeah, yeah. So, in side note, I was just sharing with Matt my my uh, my dog. He's he's almost nine. He'll be nine. Oh, my wife will kill me because I don't know his birthday. Oh no. Uh, I think it's in april
0: it's it's sometimes it's during april. the year
1: yeah right. it's it's but he will be nine so he's not he's not old old but he, he's got this um he's got this cyst or this growth on his eyelid mm-hmm. and it's gotten bigger and bigger over the, the past year and i was just telling matt before the show started we had to take him into the vet and get it looked at and... Yeah. so yeah yeah definitely i'm an, and i've always grown up with dogs i had a dog um i i i distinctly remember and i know this sounds may sound far-fetched because whenever i whenever i tell my <laughs> wife's story she's like that's bs you don't remember that <laughs> she'll shoot me down she might do it right now even but i vividly remember my first dog coming into our house when i was i i'm gonna say we well i know because i know it was for my sister's birthday i think i was four years old mm. but I, I i distinctly remember my dad having it inside of his jacket mm-hmm. and letting that dog go it's a little puppy black puppy and it was my sister's Birthday gift. Right. That's a life. My changing,
0: sister. That's a life changing event for oh, a child. Oh, absolutely. So if you, you probably do have
1: a vivid, imagine, yes, vivid, yes. you know, recollection of that. Well, I don't. If you remember back, one of our episodes, we we talked about <laughs> memories being malleable. Your your wife is amazing. Um, April fifth. <laughs> oh, she knew the birthday exactly. Of course. Well, I knew she would. I, I did get the month right. So yeah. Yeah. I knew she, I knew she would, would put the date in there. (laughs) Like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? Yeah. I knew she'd know it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, so I have a connection to animals. So, I mean, I, I could, I, I would probably enjoy volunteering and doing like an animal shelter. Although, and here's where emotions come in because you got, you got to get the right volunteering opportunity too, because if you're, you're kind of person that, that, you want to adopt every single dog in the place and then you end up having a, a kennel <laughs> a, at a, your home, right. you know, with like 50 dogs in your house. Uh, that's probably not a good idea. Some
0: of my favorite people though, David, when they volunteer yeah. or they or they foster, my, some of my favorite people in the world are foster fails. Mm. Right? You know, they 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 have the best intention to foster a puppy and right. all of a sudden they're just they fall in love.
1: Right? Yes. And so they
0: the, they yeah, they want to keep them. But they still go back and volunteer because they know the difference that they make. Yes. In that animal's
1: life. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, and I've I've always imagined that because I know people who fostered pets. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how could I I don't know if I could do that to actually live with a pet for a few months and then have to give them back? Right. Yeah, that would be tough. It that, is tough. that would be a tough thing. Oh, I'm gonna tease this. Oh our I and I know we just did winner of the week, but um we have a great winner of the week next episode about a dog. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, I love I puppy I just made me think of that. Yes. I love the puppy yes, stories.
1: And this one, uh, so uh, I, again, I'll tease it because it's really cool. It might make you tear up though. Okay. So Well,
0: uh, we'll,
1: we'll it's see. It's not the first
0: time I've cried <laughs> on your show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just have to mention Marley and me. That's Fuck all I have to you. do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! <laughs> no! Don't shut me up! <laughs> uh, uh, so... There, there, there. Are all, also, there, there are a couple of other things that could benefit you as far as volunteering goes. Um, volunteering, especially if you have kids, that can set a great example for really? them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, volunteering as a family would mm-hmm. be something that's fantastic. I know, I know families or parents that have taken their kids to volunteer, like mm-hmm. to help at a homeless shelter or to soup kitchen or something like that. Sure, because it teaches them early values of giving back to the community and show them how it makes a difference and how good it makes them feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we've, we've had so many stories over the past, since we've been doing this podcast about kids that are six, seven, eight, Mm -hmm. just taking it upon themselves to do these charity initiatives. Mm -hmm. It's great to teach kids that at a young age, it's just a valuable way to put those, those values into them. And that, that sense of community Mm -hmm. way early. Mm -hmm. Um, Volunteering helps counteract the effects of stress, anger, and anxiety. So we go back to the social contact, the social contact aspect and, and being with other people and making connections. Those are, those things all reduce stress and anxiety and anger. And even, even, the, even some of the information here, when you, it's hard to be angry when you're holding a puppy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, honestly.
0: Yeah. It's I, I, one of the I, hardest things
1: in the world to I, be angry. I don't know any angry. In and I'll I'll um since my son doesn't usually listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna You're gonna pick on him? Yeah no no I'm not gonna pick on him. I'm just gonna call him out a little bit. All right. Because and he still does it. He's nineteen now and um uh, almost nineteen. Okay. He's he's you know he's in the middle. That. Yeah. Um so he – whenever he got frustrated and we've had the dog since he was 10. Mm-hmm. So whenever he gets really frustrated or, or, or really anxious or angry, he'll just, he'll just come and lay with the dog mm-hmm. and just, just pet the dog for 10, 15 minutes and it makes him feel better. Yeah. That's sure. a, it's a It's a, it's a great therapy. Um, they had a, um, they had a great thing at his middle school. They had a therapy dog in the school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just roamed around all by yeah. itself. Oh. Yeah. They, um, the the uh one of the co- I think one of the counselors handled the dog I believe but they would you know throughout the day they would just she would just take the dog and wander in and out of classrooms and let the kids you know Pat touch him. her and play with him
0: that's awesome I don't
1: remember the name of that dog my wife would probably know <laughs> <laughs> she'll probably pop in here with the exact name of that dog but uh, but yeah it, it, it just makes you feel good you can't be angry when when you're you know Dealing with with the, with a pet or with a dog or mm-hmm. with any animal that you like. Maybe you like cats. Right. Yeah. I I am a dog person. I'm a cat person as well.
0: And when I'm not I, a
1: cat person. Cat. I have to
0: admit. But right. when I when when my when I feel anxious, I'll actually seek out my cat and try to find where she's at.
1: Oh, there oh, you, you go, said, Joy. Joy. Joy's
0: yep. the name. See, of the dog. I told you she'd know. Yeah. She's just she's a she's, wealth of information. She has tonight. a mind like a steel <laughs> trap. Awesome, <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. You know, I'll 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 seek out my my critter and mm-hmm. you, know, you know pick up my cat and I'll pet her. And it, it does relax. Yeah, absolutely. Really
1: you just feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about depression a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with depression, people isolate. That's that's a natural thing to happen when you're feeling depressed. You mm-hmm. just pull away. You isolate. Typically, you stay in bed a lot. Stay. You know, you just don't go out. You don't. You don't interact. So definitely by volunteering, it gets you out. It gets you out of your routine. It, it helps you again, connect with other people and, and be more active. The three things that I stress when people are, are come and see me and they are suffering from depression, there are three things I tell them. One, that you need to exercise daily. Whatever that is, I'm not saying you need to lift weights for two hours, but you know Some type five, of five, ten minutes yeah. a day, walk. Cardio. Yeah, car, yeah, just just get your heart rate up. And it doesn't have to be up to, to the point where you're sweating or anything, but mm-hmm. just movement. Mm-hmm. Just move around. Second thing is getting enough sleep mm-hmm. and not too much sleep. That there's there's a fine line. I always say seven to eight hours. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is is ocu- structure, occupying your, your mind by doing something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And and when you put those three things into place, it, it it's hard. I'm not gonna say it's it's hard not to be depressed because I know that's a struggle with people sometimes. But if if you do those things, you're automatically taking yourself out of that isolated just just not moving state. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely volunteering would help you. Um now they've done research on volunteering. Okay. They measure hormones and brain activity and research has discovered that when you're helpful to others, it gives you heightened endorphins. Mm-hmm. It, it it makes you feel better. Nice, Yeah. It, it just, it, physiologically, you feel better. You get different synapses of your mm-hmm. brain firing at that point. Yep. Okay. Yep. And in the study even said human, human beings are hardwired to give to others. The more we give, the happier we feel. There it is. Which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. So, folks, we're going to continue with volunteering and how it can help your mental health as we move on to our next episode. Um, I know a lot of times we, there's so much information with a lot of the podcasts we do, and it's just great to – I don't want to – I hate rushing through things and not getting you everything that you want. So
0: That's absolutely
1: fair. So, yeah, definitely we, we always – I mean a lot of our podcasts we do a part one and two. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, we're going to be back next episode with volunteering and how it can help your mental health part two – and, yeah, we'll, we'll talk some more about how you can – I honestly, I'll, I'll give you some resources, too, on, on to get you hooked up with places you can volunteer. Mm, okay. That so could help you. All right. Fair enough. Cool, folks. Change your thinking. Change your life. Laugh hard. Run fast. Be kind. We will see you next time.